Welcome to episode 26 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And we are here back in the studios, a.k.a. Jonathan's house, to uh, record another episode for you. Excited to be here. Excited to be back at the mics and uh, talking to you guys tonight. So thank you for tuning in, first of all. Thank you for being a faithful listener out there. If you're a first-time listener, just to let you know a little bit about us, just to average And we hope us. you become a faithful listener. Yes. Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe. Um, no, we're just a couple couple guys talking about spiritual things, uh, talking about Jesus a little bit, and hopefully, no matter where you're at in your walk, if you're a new believer, old believer, non-believer, that you can uh, listen to tonight's show and at the end of it, uh, get something out of it, and maybe uh, just challenge yourself in your walk of faith or attempt to. So that's what we're here for. But uh, Jonathan, how you been, man? Man, I've been pretty good. Pretty good. Yep, yep, yep. Just so- got back from spring break. Uh, Spring break's a good time. It yeah, it can be. I mean, if you do something fun, if yeah. you just work most of the week like I did, it's not quite the same. But I got yeah, a little it's time not away exactly too. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, sometimes going away on vacation and then you come back and you still got to get everything done. It's like, ah! <laughs> I have to tell people this though, real quick. Interrupt the regular schedule programming. We had a schedule. No, not really. But the dog that sometimes y'all hear in uh, the podcast has yes. decided to take a residency right beside me for some reason. And um, so, hey. Well, you do have a bacon shirt on. That's true. <laughs> you think about that. I'm a tasty she's, morsel. She's probably like, ooh, I've seen that before, and it's good. <laughs> if I go silent in the middle of the podcast, it's because the dog. The dog has attacked you. The dog attacked it's me. It's licking your shirt. Yeah. That's awkward. Where'd he go? It's a she. Oh, she. Well, yeah, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> also, I'd like to say you're welcome, Canada. If you don't know what I'm talking about, on our last episode, we talked to Shanine with the Hoot and Howl blog up in Canada. She talked about how cold it cold was. Cold it was. And I don't know if you noticed, Jonathan, there was an Instagram post she made. She was sitting outside. And a short sleeve shirt, grateful for spring. So I like to think that yeah. In in like two weeks' time, we warmed it up. We had something to do with that. Yeah. We warmed Canada. <laughs> Isn't that great? We sent warm wishes their way, and it and it worked. I mean, facts are facts. Yeah. I don't know how obviously. else to explain it, it but obviously it was us. Uh, Canada, you're welcome. That means you should subscribe more. Hey, and, hey, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> more listeners. Up in Canada. Hashtag, we warmed up Canada. <laughs> I might have to put that out there. Hashtag Canada warming. It's All not right. global warming anymore. It's just Canada warming. Yep, yep, yep. So, <clears throat> we should include the people on the discussion we were having earlier tonight, Jonathan. <laughs> sure. So, um, <laughs> you were telling me about something you did today that led to a little bit of a friendly competition Yep. We had before the show. So uh, why don't you tell them about what you did? Well, uh, today I went to, uh, I've been having some like back, leg kind of issue stuff uh, for a while now. And I, I went to a chiropractor today. It's because you skateboard too much. Yeah, that's that's it. Those <laughs> X games, you know, getting a little too old for those. Um, and uh, so anyway, I went yesterday and kind of got full... I guess the workup and all those kind of things. And uh, then went back today to do another consult and then actually like do the, the adjusting. Um, Cause I'm out of whack mm-hmm. to put it. I mean, I could tell you, know, you that. That's not the technical term for it, <laughs> but that's my term for it. I'm out of whack. And, and it was, I mean, it, I wasn't even sure a little really what to expect. Cause this was your first trip. But yes. Yeah. Third, first time I've ever been, Trying to make me a knot out of whack. Yeah. You know, adjusting. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was fine. Nothing, nothing like painful or anything like that. And, uh, so 
We'll see what happens. I got to go through more times. Work but. in progress. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe you'll yeah. get taller. Maybe you'll. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Grow an inch or something. No, so okay, so that led but, to. A, but I will say, if you're like if you're in the Benton area and your back hurts, where you're kind of you know out of out of out of whack, like I am, um, Lifeline Chiropractic, Doctor Melanie Griffin, she's good, good, good to talk to, great to uh, to actress. work with, all of those kind of things. Melanie Griffin is an actress. Oh. oh yeah. And you said you just said Benton. Yes. So. Somewhere right now, somebody actually, it's actually her office is in Bryant. So, right now, somebody's in Benton or Bryant, Montana, looking for this chiropractor. <laughs> Benton, Arkansas. Yeah, we're, we're here in Arkansas. Yeah. So, okay, so you were telling me about this, and I had a was talk with you about how there was some interest of in me in a chiropractor because I have neck issues, like, like I feel like. Maybe there's something going on in my neck that's causing me some discomfort and some pain. And that led to a discussion between the two of us of um, which one of us had the bigger head. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, you're saying that your uh, overly sized noggin is what's causing you. Yes. Uh, I firmly believe that one day some people as they grow older will have a walker or a cane that they use. I believe I will have a permanent neck brace around my neck because one day I will not be able to hold up my head. Because <laughs> the watermelon on top of your neck yes. is just not stable enough. The reason they removed Pluto as a planet was because my head is the same size. <laughs> and they said, we can't it's class... It's so dumb. What are you even... <laughs> We what can't, we can't classify his head as pl- a planet, so we're gonna have to take Pluto out off the. Okay, yeah, because yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Well, and what I said was, no, I I've got an abnormally large noggin as well. You thought you did? I do. <laughs> I mean, there's only so far hats expand. Yeah, and you know? and, and I confessed I cannot go into an average store. And find a hat. <laughs> I can't. When we were on when we were on vacation, I just can't even buy a hat. When we were on, no hat souvenirs for Dustin. No. When we went to um, on spring break, we went to Dallas, Texas, and we went to Medieval Times. And if you don't know what Medieval Times is, it's a restaurant where you actually watch a show like a big yeah. nights, and they fight. And, and it's they, spelled M E D. Yeah, there's some yeah. controversy about the spelling here, but. <laughs> My spelling, especially. But anyway, while we're there, is they give you a crown of the knight who's your. We were the red knight, and they gave us all crowns to wear. And it's just like those crowns you get at Burger King or something, you know, where they're just paper and you just slide in the slot. And I put it on the biggest setting I could possibly put it on, and it just set on the very top of my head. <laughs> so it was like a, it was like a tractor, a tractor hat. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to remember to take a we got like one of those group picture things. I'll try to remember to take a picture of it and put it out there. But yeah, dude, it's 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 just sitting on top of my head, man. If the wind blow, it would just take it right off because there ain't nothing holding it on. Yeah. And it was the largest like setting. <laughs> I don't think that was necessary. <laughs> so anyway, we we decided, you know what? We're gonna measure. We're gonna measure. Mm-hmm. See. Mm-hmm. And I honestly the only reason I did it was to let Dustin have a win. Because <laughs> for for you listeners that have been with us for a while, you know he he just doesn't win at games uh, that we play. Because you cheat, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, not sure how I cheat when you're making up the rules. Well, yeah. But uh, anyway, we did uh, did measure that using uh, very using technical, very technical, precise measurements. Yeah. Also known as a USB cable because <laughs> we couldn't find a tape measure. <laughs> and and you had me by like. I don't know, it's like three quarters of an inch or something. No, I think it's at least a full inch because you have, <sighs> Whatever. you know, more hair maybe. Let me see. <laughs> I'm looking at your head trying to examine it right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I was actually using the, were you using the plug as part of your measurement? Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah. Yeah, John, this is a real problem. You thought you had a big noggin, but. I don't. Don't. Well, actually, I do. Just not compared to you. Everything's yeah. relative. I mean, I'm convinced that if I was to die in the woods and my body would just slowly cover up out there, in a thousand years if they found me, evolution would be 
even more real in people's eyes because they'd be like, look at the size of this head. <laughs> it must have had... So a thousand years ago, people had bigger heads, obviously. <laughs> look at the size of, of this them. thing. It's like Cro-Magnon, man. <laughs> Whatever that word is. It would, it would change history. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But. Hmm. And scare people. Okay. So I won. That's Just all right. Just make sure we tell everybody that Dustin... One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on because we need to. All right. Uh, if you're still with us, we appreciate it. Tonight we we're thought, not exactly sure why at times, <laughs> but thank you. Tonight we thought uh, we would go down a journey and just maybe share our hearts a little bit, tell you a little bit more about us, like get you know, uh, get to know us a little bit through the through somebody else, Jonathan. Um, I've kind of been doing some, I don't know. I guess not soul searching, but like kind of ref- reflecting on life and thinking about, you know, where you're at and what you're doing and all those kind of things. And I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk about, um, especially when we talk about a spiritual walk. Uh, it's easy to, to look at people and, and, and find ways that people influence you, but I thought it'd be fun and entertaining and people might find it interesting if we talked about somebody in our life that really impacted us on a spiritual level or like a mentor type role and kind of what that meant to us and, and, and how it helped us grow and walk in our faith and those types of things. Just kind of share a little bit about that and to, and to say to those people, thank you, you know, and, and just appreciate them walking in their faith and, and being that for us. So we thought we'd do that tonight. I hope y'all are interested in that because I think this will be pretty interesting. So. Well, and to, to to get kind of an idea of what that might look like in case, because um, most people don't have that, honestly. So um, I, I think it would be cool to, to, to kind of show what that looked like in our lives so that you can, if you don't have a, you know, a, a kind of a mentor, um, spiritual or not, but just any kind of mentors or somebody that you can, uh, reach out to for help, that kind of thing, that you will you'll start to search for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think I'm going to go first, right? Yes, go for it. All right. Big head. So, <laughs> <laughs> God, the big head always goes first, right? <clears throat> well, my, you know, it's going to be a story, just tell you a story and, and how this guy impacted my life. But but the, the gentleman I'm going to be talking to you tonight, his, his name is Mike... Uh, we call him Brother Mike. That's how I always refer to him. Is to refer Brother to Mike. Brother Mike. Um, his name is Michael Overton. He is currently the pastor at First Baptist in Springfield, Missouri. Um, he was uh, here locally in uh, at, a pastor at New Life Baptist Church in Alexander, Arkansas when I met him. But it really just becomes how I met him. So i got to give you a little background. I did not grow up in church. Right, just probably like a lot of you listening, you might not have grown up in church, and I did not either. I lived with the impression that I believed in God or that there was something out there, but I was just one of those people that believed if you're good enough, God will let you in one day, you know, um, which I found out that's not true, not because he's a jerk, just because there's a plan in place and we need to be saved, we need to experience that salvation. And so, he's, a good, he's a good judge. Yep. And good judges don't let people off for, you know. Right, so... um. I didn't grow up in church. I did go with my grandma a little bit, you know, when I was a kid before she died. But I experienced a lot of life, a lot of loss early on in life. And I lost all my grandparents at a young age. Um, then when I was 19 years old, my dad was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, which, if you don't know what Lou Gehrig's disease is, it's a form of a, it's a, ALS is another way it's called. Um, basically, over a period of time, you lose muscle function in your body starting with your extremities, and it kind of works its way in. And eventually, you lose the ability to, like, breathe and eat and all that kind of stuff, and it'll take your life. No cure for it. Nothing known. It's supposed to take 5 to 10 years as a normal lifespan. Um, Some people live quite a bit longer. Um, Some people, not as long. Um, It took my dad about a year. Uh, Normally, it doesn't affect the brain, but he had an issue where it was affecting his memory and his brain functions as well. And so over a course of a year, my dad's health declined dramatically, and he passed away. I was 20 years old when that happened. And 
and I remember it happening, and the reason this is important is the story, because it set me on a journey, and I remember believing there was a God, but not really understanding who he was, and my mom had talked to me a lot about needing to be saved and these types of things, but it just never really clicked for me, and what I remember is, is after my dad passed away, we were in the room with him when he took his last breath, and he died, and and something changed right then, Jonathan, and his, you know... When it, if you've never experienced it, when to me when I was there with him and see his experience, his soul leaving his body, I mean it was just a unique experience. I remember walking out in the hallway and I remember standing at the window in the hospital and just looking outside and just crying, you know, and just and looking up towards the heavens literally, and just saying, God, I know there's something more that you want me to know. Help me figure this out because I'm clueless. A few days later, um, of course, you had to make funeral arrangements and stuff like that, and uh, we we didn't know anybody. We didn't know a preacher. You know, there was nobody there that we reached out to. So my aunt had been going to church, and she said, "Why don't we ask Michael Overton to do the funeral?" We're like, "Okay, might as well. <laughs> yeah. Why not? He's available." Yeah. You know, it was almost like that because we had no relationship with him. Just she did, and it was my dad's sister and stuff. So there was a connection, but. I remember the first time I met him is he's, he came to our house during that time when like the majority of my family was devastated, you know, and I knew as soon as he walked in the door, there was something different about this guy and it, I'll never forget the moment because he came in there with my family who was very emotional. Some of my family was very upset. Some of my family was angry. Um, there's lots of emotions in there, and he came in there, and he didn't make excuses. He didn't try to, like, smooth things over. He just came in there, and he, he, he wanted to grieve with the family, and he wanted to know who my dad was, and, and he wanted to know everything about him he could know. In that moment, I was just like, man, this guy, there's something different about him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I ended up um, attending his church because there was answers I needed. And so I started attending his church and, and, and visiting and listening to him preach and the messages he would share and truly seeing what a man who loved Jesus was, was like that dedicated his life to him. Because I had met pastors, I would met preachers. There's a lot of people in my family who knew Jesus and loved Jesus and all those things, but to see the way this guy lived it out changed my life completely. Yeah, like it, it makes just, a difference. Um, and, and, and God was working on me through it and just becoming friends with him. And he was a guy, Jonathan, that when he preached, um, he wasn't like this loud vocal preacher. He wasn't this authoritative like speaker, you know, some of the people that scare you sometimes, (laughs) but he never preached with anger. Every, every, every word he preached, it was a heartfelt love for God that he was trying to express to the people. Man, and it just empowered me. And over a course of a year, um, just spending time with him and growing him. And he and he was there at a time when I had no um I had no men in my life that would pour into me. I have an older brother and he's been great. So um Jerry, when you hear this, thank you. You were great you've been great. You always been great. But we're four years apart. It's hard, you know. We were brothers. Yeah, yeah. And and he loved me, and he poured into me a ton. But this man showed me so much of what being a Christian husband, a Christian father, a man who loved Jesus, all those types of things. And he showed me that so much. And I, I didn't have anybody else to pour that into me, you know. And and here was this guy. I, I had no grandparents. I had no father. I had no um, you know, for so long you take people for granted, and so I didn't have any of that stuff. And, and, and Brother Mike, he he loved God and he loved the Word, and and he would let his emotions show when he needed to let them show. He would let his passion show when he needed less passion. He loved his wife, you know, and he loved his kids. And he still does, of course, obviously. Now, they're all grown up now, um, but for him to take somebody that really didn't know just a lost dude and pour into me the way that he did 
was was amazing. And and I met my wife while I was going to that church and was meeting with him. And, and I remember this, Jonathan, because my wife wasn't going to church at the time either, or the time we were dating. And she said she wanted to. And I was like, and, and, and he came in one day to the, the store I was working at. And me and my wife worked at the same place. And then he came in. And he went through her checkout line and, and visited for a second. He came to me, and we talked for a few minutes, and he left. And I remember talking to, to Kara, and she was like, well, who's that? I was like, oh, that's my preacher. That's the guy I was telling you about. And I said, you need to come to our church. And she came with me one morning. I'll never forget, Jonathan. I was excited. I was like, she's seeking out Jesus. I know the role this man's had in my life, just helping me understand and see things differently. And we got there. And he wasn't preaching. There was a guest preacher. <laughs> and it was terrible, Jonathan. Not because the guy was a, a talented guy or anything like that, but the, the message he preached, preached was the ones where you need to run into your kid's room and rip posters off the walls and do this and do that. And it was not, not what was needed. Uh, it wasn't needed in my life. It wasn't needed in my wife's life, in that life at the time. And I remember when it got done, I looked at her and I was like, do not let this be a representation <laughs> of who Jesus is. You know, you, you just need to forget the last 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I was like, you have to come back. We are not leaving until you promise me you're coming back. And she did. And and he was the guy who, who led us both to Jesus. He was the guy who baptized uh, both of us. Um, we we went to him to talk about our marriage, you know, get married. Like, we're going to ask him to marry him. And we went in there all sad. It was like... Um, we need to talk to you about something. And he was just devastated. He thought we were like going our own ways and stuff. And we were like, uh, we we need you to do our wedding. And he just like dropped his pen. I'll never forget that day. And he started getting excited and stuff. And <laughs> I mean, and for, and just still today, and he ended up, you know, accepting the call to go to First Baptist in Springfield. So we don't see him, you know, I'll still see him when I travel up there. Sometimes we make a point to go by and see him and stuff, but, Man, just the way he poured into me, and and I mimic that now. I try to mimic that now with people I walk with. You know yeah. that that it's not just about beating somebody over the head with scripture. It's not about um constantly. Jesus did that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And constantly, you know, and and when I get an opportunity to preach, uh, the style that he preached in, it just still inspires the way I do it today, you know, and it's just, this is, man, I was just so grateful at the time that when I was hurting the most that God put him in my life to, to be that mentor, to be that, and it would have been so easy to go, this guy, you know, <laughs> I don't have time for this. Yeah. It would have been so easy for that, but that was an acceptable answer for him. Yeah. It's easy to pass over people. Yeah. So, man, I wish... I wish I could see him. If I, if I live in Springfield, I'd go to First Baptist Church. <laughs> There's no, no, no doubt in my mind. So uh, if you are in Springfield, yeah, if you are, you in need to go to First Baptist Church. Go by and see him. Um, his wife is just as lovely as can be, and just so passionate about what she does. And, and, and their kids are wonderful, and they're all grown now, of course, and stuff. But um, just just a good dude. And, and you know, and you always you always start thinking about preachers and ministers that they're like this unrealistic yeah. not real people type thing yeah. and he completely tore that down he wasn't afraid to show his faults not that he enjoyed them or you know yeah. glorified them but he was real he was real and yeah. you know that's something even working with students or whatever I've done since just want to be real and that's part of this is too many times people avoid church or avoid spiritual things because they think all those people are fake. And uh, when we want to be real, and he, and he was very real. And, um, I, you know, I owe everything to Jesus, you know, because he's the one that saved me. Mm-hmm. He's the one that um, did all that, and he's the one that carries me now, you know. But, but that man's obedience and his desire to love on people, Changed my world, and not just mine. Changed my brothers, changed my wife's. I've seen people in my wife's family come to Christ since then. I've seen 
it, it changed. It changed a family. It changed maybe potentially generations yeah. that were going away from Jesus and brought us back because in, in his faithfulness and his desire to live like Jesus yeah. was a huge part of that. And it all started with him just being willing to step into an uncomfortable situation yep. and, and just be be real and allow other people to be real around him and not be, you know, yep. um, cliche and, you know, all those kind of things that, that uh, sometimes when, when we walk into situations where we're not really sure what to say, unfortunately, at that point, we start talking, you know, yeah. and sometimes we just need to, to keep it quiet and just, and just grieve with people and just be with people. Yeah. I, I don't use the word love very much because... Not because I don't love people. It's just it's just one of them words that we know I don't, how you are. Well, <laughs> I just don't think you should throw it out. Yeah, you shouldn't just use it casually. But I legit love that man. I mean, he he just the, just the fact that he poured into me the way he did. Oh, I remember one day he funny story, and he he might not let me tell him this. Sorry, come on, if I can listen, they listen. He had he he wanted to ask the church something. This was way back when, and I won't go into specifically what, but he wanted to ask the church something for him and his family, and he was at the pulpit. You know, I've preached now, but, but this was my first experience at the pulpit. Uh, he he was reading a letter he had wrote beforehand because he knew it was going to be tough what he needed to say to the church, and he got very emotional in the middle of it, and he looks at me and he says, can you finish reading this for me? And I was just like, <gasps> yes. <laughs> I mean, how can you say no to that? But I was yeah. like, yeah. And I got there and I finished reading that letter for him. And, uh, you know, I, it, was a, it was a privilege to be able to, to help him out in that way. But, man, it's just a good dude. I miss him. I, miss, I wish I could see him more. But he's got a ministry to do and, and God's laid one on my heart. And that's a good thing about heaven one day when we're all up there relaxing and enjoying it, you know. We'll have that time together, hopefully. Get so. to hang out. That's right. Go to each other's crib. That's right. It's a big, big house. <laughs> with lots and lots of rooms in there. And big, big yards uh, where we can play football and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'd like to meet him. Yeah. Sounds like a good Let's go good Springfield to the show. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> On the road again. Oh, when I was ordained at my church now, when they did that, he cre- he's made a video and he sent it. Unbeknownst to me. Cool. And because uh, he couldn't come, yeah. he wanted to come, but he couldn't, which is understandable. Yeah. But he made that video and they sent it and they played it during the church service. And I still have that video. Pull it out and watch it every once in a while. So it's good. Cool. Thank you, brother man. Mike. Cool. <laughs> All right, Johnny. I shouldn't have let you go first. <laughs> I don't have a really cool story. Uh, well, I I, I, we're going to talk about somebody pretty cool, but hey, I don't. I don't have the story. They were obedient to God. That's a pretty cool story. Okay. <laughs> so, the uh, I guess, the, and I, I kind of had a little issue here because, I mean, I guess the most influential would be my dad. Um, but from a, you know, a, as an adult mentor, you know, kind of close by, that kind of thing. Um I'm going to say that, that mine is a, a dude named Robert, Robert Sterling. Um, when we moved, we moved to Arkansas a, about a dozen years ago, and he was the youth pastor at the church that we went to at that time. Um, <clears throat> and I was interested I'd, um, interested in youth ministry and, and just ministry in general. Felt like I would be in full-time ministry at some point. So we started working together a little bit, uh, just doing some different things at the church. And um, through that, just started developing a relationship a little bit. And through the process of me being kind of licensed and that kind of thing, you know, at the church and and going through that process, uh, we started talking a whole lot more and just just really developed a, a just a solid friendship and um but it was through that that he then started 
kind of teaching without even trying to, in a way. Yeah. Um, and it was just the way he lived his life, the the decisions that he made, the way he made decisions, the way that he intentionally. I, if you talk to that dude more than ten minutes, you will most likely hear the word intentional, because um, that just describes him, and he uses that word all the time, just to describe. Um, you know, it says all the time, nothing happens on accident. Um, anything that's going to happen that's, that is good, you're going to have to be intentional about it. And, uh, just watching the way that he, um, that he lived, you know, in, at church, at home, wherever it was, same guy. Um, and two, the one thing that, that sticks out about him, um, and you said about yeah, about Mike as well, is that he's just real and doesn't hide his faults. And you know, it's like, here's where I mess up, you know, and, and here's where I struggle and all those kind of things. Um, but uh, we just over the course of years, I started work. I started helping there, kind of as a, like a volunteer children's director, leader kind of person. And so we started working pretty closely together and, uh, and he would just, just the way he would look at things in like kind of church world and, um, all those kind of things, he didn't do anything. <clears throat> he didn't do anything without there being a particular purposeful reason to do it, you know? Um, and it's like, okay, we're going to do this. Why? Well, yeah. you know, why are we going to do that? And also, what all these other, what what effect is that going to have on all of these other things? And so, very much just the the thought processes and and all those kind of things about um, why we do the things that we do, whether it's in um, ministry or just a. Kind of a normal nine to five job in our families, in our own personal lives, um, thinking through those things, uh, and and really, you know, figuring out what what the reason is as, as to why we're actually doing things. Um, he is a uh, he is a questioner. Question <laughs> is that even a word? I don't, um, I don't, I don't think he's inquisitive. Yeah, that, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> um, he will if he doesn't know any know something, he will ask fifty questions to get to know what it is, and it's he just wants to learn what it is, and he he doesn't mind saying, "Yeah, I have no idea." Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not proud and and too proud to say, "Well, you know, I have no clue what this is." So I'm going to ask a bunch of questions to find out. Um, but also just in, you know, if you take that and apply it to being a dad, you know, mm. well, if yeah. he doesn't know something, he's going to research it out. He's going to ask questions. He's going to, you know, talk to other men. He's going to read books. He's going to, you know, all these kind of things. And so once you start looking at all of these different areas of life that you're being intentionally inquisitive about, and learning and, and gaining knowledge and, and trying to apply that with wisdom and all those kind of things, um, you just start ending up with kind of the the whole package of, you know, father, husband, you know, church leader, all those kind of things wrapped up into one. Um, and just so much of, I guess, what he... Um, what he has led me to and, you know, taught me and all those kind of things is just that, um, that everyday practical, why are we doing this? This is what God says. This is how we should, you know, live. And then doing that intentionally. And it's just, you know, that day to day in and out normal everyday life and how we should do it you know, with excellence and, and the way that God wants us to. Um, so it's really funny how, um, you know, a lot of people have, they can be really smart, 
but when they're really smart, they just lose all common sense. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. um, he, he's definitely not that way. Um, and he can, he has like tons of common sense and can just break things down into, you know, kind of bite sized pieces. And, um, so just hearing the way he explains things, um, has been huge. And I've stolen so many of his ideas. I mean, like in ministry and like kids ministry, youth ministry, family, you know, all those kind of things. Um, just things that we have talked about and, or I've heard him talk about and I've stolen so many things from him. <laughs> so, and he probably, I mean, he knows it, but you know, I'm, I'm just sure he's go happy, ahead. happy you did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I, but I'm going to give him, give him props on it. He probably stole it from somebody else, you know. <laughs> That's the way, that's the way good ideas work. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, plagiarism is the highest form of flattery, right? <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just I can't. Um, there's just a lot of different, just so many different areas of of my life that that he has spoken into, he has taught me, you know, all those kind of things. Um, there are, and I told him this. It was five, six years ago. Um, there's only probably a handful of people that I would trust, like, no matter what, that, you know, ends of the earth. Um, and it's like, I even told him one time, I was like, there's, a, there's only a few men that I would, like, charge the gates of hell with. Mm. And, and he's one of them. Um, so I'm... Good dude, um, loves loves God, loves his family, and uh, loves people, and and wants to serve people, and so. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, so I guess I guess we need to to add this. You know, why is this important? Why why do we even talk about this thing? Because let let's first of all put a disclaimer out there. If you're listening to this and you're like, man, I poured into one of those dudes, we know that. <laughs> We we just not we picked someone that that just basically God put on our hearts to say we need to talk about this guy a little yeah. bit because the impact they made so we're it's 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 great when you have multiple people that's willing to pour into you and we do recognize that and so and so grateful and thankful for it but I mean this is important because I think we see examples of this in the Bible like from beginning to end you know mm-hmm. of of people also in Star Wars. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always... It's a great point. <laughs> there's always a master and there's always an apprentice, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you see people uh, pouring in, and I think of Moses and, and Joshua, they're at, towards the beginning of, you know, times, and when they let him out of the promised land, he passed the torch to him, you know, as mm-hmm. he as went in. Uh, you jump all the way up to, you know, big big one you always hear a lot about in church is Paul and Timothy, how Paul... Uh, Timothy was a lot younger, and uh, Paul looked at him kind of like a son because he didn't have any of his own sons. But um, he he loved him, and he trained him, and he taught him, and you know uh, just instilled so much of that knowledge he had because it it doesn't need to go away when we die. You know we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We talk about things we take to the grave with us. There's not too many things we take to the grave with us, and that shouldn't be one of them. <laughs> yeah. We we should we should pass it on. And so we see examples of that, and of course, Jesus' life as he poured into the disciples. Yeah, you know, um, constantly teaching, constantly, and especially those, you know, kind of the three. Yeah, that were the closest to him. Yeah, that real inner circle, if you want to call it. But it, it, it's just a powerful thing, man. And and I can, you know, I can go to church every Sunday. I'm just going to be be real blunt here. I can go to church every Sunday. I can read my Bible every day. And those are great, important things. But to have that those individuals that will pour into me and walk this walk with me, that I, I learn a lot about Jesus right there. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the you know I mean what what did Jesus say right before he ascended? You know, it, basically the the call to make disciples. Yeah. You know, well, a disciple is one person who is being taught by another person. It doesn't mean that. It's and, and it's not only in spiritual area, you know, areas. Um, for some reason, when we get into the spiritual realm, like everybody freaks out a little bit. You know, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't disciple somebody. It's like, well, if you know how to fix a car, 
can you teach somebody else how to fix a car? Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Do that, but just with spiritual matters, you know? And it doesn't have to be, you know, let's let's spend the next eight months talking about all the different things in Revelations. You know, how about how should, you know, how to be a good husband, how to be a good dad, you know, as it relates, um, you know, biblically and all those kind of things. Um, so I think we get really way too freaked out about um, that we have to know the whole Bible and everything about it right. before we can, you know, disciple someone else or that we have to find someone who, you know, has a seminary degree and all those kind of things before they could be a mentor to us. And it's just not, you know, it's, it's not true. Not true. Um, most likely, everybody listening, there is someone in your life that you look up to, that you respect, um, that you just, there's just something about them that it's like, man, I kind of wished I was more like them. Mm-hmm. Well, then if if that's the case, then they would probably good, be a good mentor for you, at least for a time. Um, and, and like you said, there's been a lot of people that have that have poured into our lives. Um, I can think of right off the top of my head, like five guys that that have challenged me, that have you know taught me, that have done different and it's been different times, different places, different circumstances. And some of them for very brief time periods, but it was very impactful, you know? So it, it it doesn't have to be a, um, you know, like some kind of lifelong deal. It's not like you're making a blood pact with somebody. Mm -hmm. It's, it's right now. Who does God have in your life right now? Who are you, you know, who could you be a mentor to? Um, and we we have to have that. I mean, that's just, it's how we grow. It's practice. It's iron sharpening iron. You know, my kids, you know, my son plays soccer. Well, he went to soccer practice tonight. Why? To learn. And he goes to soccer practice with other people. And they learn with each other. And they play against people who are better than them to help them learn, you know? So all these areas in our lives, it just makes sense. Right. But for some reason when we when we enter the church realm, you know, we kinda we kinda start freaking out about it or something. Um and, and I guess it's because it's just not in so many places it's and in so many you know, so much of our lives, it's just not normal or that, you know, uh, to have a Christian type mentor, spiritual mentor, religious mentor, whatever, and and that's sad. Yeah. It, it really is sad. Yeah, and I, I want to transition a little bit, Jonathan, too, to talk talk to the non believer for just a minute. Um, if there's somebody listening to this podcast that doesn't believe in these types of things, maybe they're just here to get some opinions, get some thoughts, and all those kind of things, or maybe they're listening. laugh at us. Yeah. I mean, laugh with us. <laughs> or <to> la- <laughs> Either way, <laughs> or or you know. Maybe they're listening to this somehow, some way. And, and and I won't say this to those people. I know you have questions. Okay. I don't I don't for a second believe that people don't have questions. And even if you're not a spiritual person, chances are you have questions about it. Okay. So if there's somebody in your life that is a believer, that is lives it out, and you see good things in them. You see positive things, areas you want to be like. Talk to them. Yeah. Have a discussion with them. But here's what I encourage you to do as as that anomaly or as a skeptic or as a take time to listen. You know, because that person you're talking to, I can go talk to somebody tomorrow and they might ask me those tough questions. And I don't have answers to all those things. Jonathan, I don't think you have answers to every one of them. We can come up with something. There's one or two. Yeah. That I'm, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, there's challenging things out there that, that we can't always explain the way God does things or what he allows to happen. Oh, yeah. or, or we, we can't. Yep. But what, what a good believer who's trying to live out their faith can do is show you that. And, and, and be willing to see that. And don't expect 
them to um, justify God. Is that the right word I'm going to use? Justify God's actions to you. Yeah. Because they they probably can't do that. Yeah. They can, they can try. They can maybe throw out some possibilities. But give a chance to see how they live out their life. We're just, we're just normal folks. Mm-hmm. You know, I like laughing at board games and going to the lake and doing all that stuff just as much as the Trying next person. Trying to find hats that fit. <laughs> and, yeah. I gave up we're that dream normal. a long time ago. We're just normal, large-headed people. <laughs> that's, that's it. Oh, shoot. But yeah. And, and, and I think that's, I mean, that's a big, um, so many times we put people on pedestals. And many times, um, many times they don't deserve it because they're they're kind of living a, a false, you know, kind of a false thing. Uh, and then when you get to really know them, it's like, oh, they are not who I thought they were. Mm. Um, but th- I think that that kind of thing, um, like Christians, it tend to just put off this air of. We should know everything. We should be perfect. So we're going to try to convince everybody that we are. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just junk, man. You know, so it, if you if you're around those kind of people, yeah, stay away from that. Um, they're probably not going to help you a whole lot. Um, but when you find somebody that's that's just real, that's just genuine, that that just struggles through this thing, but they have a hope in in, in God. And a faith in God, and and it, it affects their lives, and it affects their conduct. It affects the way they live their life. Um, yeah, man, just just talk, kind of ask them questions. Don't expect that they have all the answers. You know, right? Um, it's like if you went to a mechanic, you just got to pick out one mechanic, and then ask them how to fix every car on the planet. They're probably not going to be able to. Mm-hmm. So does that not does that mean that they're not a mechanic? Yeah. No, it means that there's knowledge that they don't have. There's understanding that they don't have. They're still a mechanic, and they probably still know more than you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let, let's just be nice, you know, and, and kind of lower some of those um, lower some of those weird barriers that, that kind of get in the way when we start talking about um, – you know, working with somebody or just talking, building a relationship with somebody with kind of the purpose of, of you know, that, that religious, spiritual, whatever kind of thing you want to talk about there. Um, you know, let's, let's kind of compare it to a lot of other areas in our lives where we just work with people, try to figure things out, moving on. We're all just trying to figure this thing out. So let's do it together. All right, I think we need to land this plane. Yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and, and and I'll take I'll take the wheel, Jonathan, because because I had I had an idea. Dustin, take the wheel. <laughs> Is it a wheel on a plane? No, not probably not. not really. What do they call it? I don't steering wheel. <laughs> I just wanted to call it a wheel again. Anyway, <laughs> beside the point. Tweet that at us. Okay. Um, here's here's what I'm gonna do for land the plane tonight, Jonathan. I haven't talked to you about this. It just it just came to me during this thing. But I'm gonna challenge the listeners a little bit. If you listen to this podcast, okay, here's what I want to do. We want to interact with you. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to land the plane tonight. Is I want you to get on your email, okay, and I want you to type in land the plane today at gmail.com, and I want you to send us an email. And in that email, I want you to Tell us about somebody who was a mentor in your life, okay? Uh, that maybe was a spiritual mentor that, that led you through some hard times or, or helped mold you into the person you are today. And, and, and what we'll do, me or Jonathan one, I'm volunteering him here, is, as long as the letter's not like five pages long, we'll take that letter and on Facebook or on Instagram. So know this if you send it to us. We're gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna do a video, and I'm gonna read that letter to the rest of the listeners, so they can hear your story and hear how somebody mentored you, and we can help get this message of how important mentoring is and how much it can change somebody's life if you're just willing to pour into them. So, yeah. and it doesn't have to be like some humongous life changing whatever. Definitely not. You know. Definitely. I mean, I, and I'll give you an example. Um, Guy named um, 
who am I want to who do I want to pick? Um, guy named Mark Simmons. Okay, knew him. We were only around each other for like a year and a half, maybe. You know, but one thing that he showed me was that Christians can struggle, and Christians can struggle with um, with all kinds of different things, and it still be okay. You know, and that we should open up to each other and be real about what we struggle with. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we can learn from each other. We can help each other. And also, you talk about being joyous about your salvation. That dude is like the most joyful guy I've ever known, I think, because of, you know, his salvation and, and the, just the, the belief that he has. So, I mean, that, boom, you know, we yeah. were only around each other for a very short time, but yet I think he made a big impact on kind of some areas in my life and some some things about just beliefs and all those kind of things, you know, in, the, in that short time. So it doesn't have to be this, you know, like this lifelong friendship or anything like that. It can be very simple, um, you know, very, very simple. Just We just want to hear it. Yeah, we want to hear it, and we'll share it. Uh, so make sure, if you haven't yet, make sure you follow us on all the social medias, uh, especially for this purpose, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think the official address of both is like at Land the Plane Today, but uh, I think you can search Land the Plane Podcast. You might find it as well. Uh, YouTube, I, I keep forgetting we have a YouTube channel sometimes, so we could even put uh, a few of the longer ones there, and if we do, we'll share the link out on like Facebook or something. So go to uh, YouTube and search Land the Plane Podcast, and let's we can put it out there as well. So, just again, that email address today at gmail.com. Share that with us, and you know, we'll read it just knowing that we're going to share that with the listeners on a quick video or something. So, encourage you to do that and uh, let us interact with you because we want to be encouraged by your stories as well. So, I think that's the show, Johnson. Boom. You got anything else you want to throw out there to our faithful listeners? I got nothing. I want to say, um, oh, I forgot to mention our Twitter. Make sure you check that out, Land the Plane 247. Twitter? Tweets. 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 Um, If you haven't, first of all, I want to say thank you to the listeners. Uh, Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for tuning in and and helping us uh, continue to do this. If you haven't subscribed yet, man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Just hit subscribe wherever you listen. Hit subscribe. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a review. It helps. You know, I'm not saying you have to give us four stars, but don't give us four stars or less. All right. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Is that fair? That's, that seems fair to me. Um, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, man, I thought that was genius there for a second. But you can pretty much find us anywhere podcasts are found. So just hit hit that subscribe button. Give us a comment. Give us a review. Follow us on social media. We love hearing from you guys. So comment away. So that's all I got. All right, guys. Thank y'all. I'm going to go home and uh, lay this big old head down. <laughs> <laughs>